Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello all and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. Well, you had some sicko kitties. Yeah, I had some sick kittens. One of my friends reached out for help because there were some kittens living at her house. Her roommate had three Scottish Fold kittens. I think one was the dad and the other two may have been the dad's, the Scottish Fold dad's daughters, and they were all having kittens together. Oh, God. Yeah, and not just that, but Scottish Folds, for those of you who do not know, are cats with folded ears. And the reason why they have folded ears is because they is because they have a cartilage issue. And you cannot breed two folded ear cats together or you end up with abnormalities that are incompatible with life. There's more inbreeding than House of the Dragon. Well... It's not just inbreeding, because you can have cats that are related to each other, and they breed together, and that's inbreeding. This is a special kind of inbreeding. Cause not this only is the are, Habsburg style yeah, of inbreeding. Yeah, it's not only are you inbreeding, but you're inbreeding for a gene that is faulty. <laughs> and Scottish, Scottish Folds are my favorite cat breed, just because oh, I yeah. think they are the absolute cutest. They however, look the dumbest. However, they have problems. And <laughs> they have to be bred very carefully or they are just chromosomal failures. And you had these three folded ear cats that were related breeding with each other. And, of course, the kittens were mostly dying because they were breeding like one bad cartilage gene with another bad cartilage gene and just had deformed terrible kittens this is gonna look like a transporter accident on star trek i uh, I have no idea exactly what they look like but i don't want to deal with it three extra faces noses where assholes should be so there were five kittens and now they were down to two and uh (laughs) my friend is my friend these cats don't belong to my friend but my friend is just like clearly upset about this for uh, for very reasonable it's very reasonable to be upset about this uh don't breed the octo parrot i shouldn't be (laughs) so she reaches out and i get in touch on like do you need help and she's like oh my god yes one of these one of the kittens has a wound on its head that isn't healing so (laughs) i was like okay i'm just gonna go over there and I go over there, and there's this very skinny mom cat with two black, extremely tiny kittens that are supposed to be six weeks old, but they one looks about the age of a three-week-old, and the other one looks about a month old at most. And I'm like, I'm I'm looking at the the really not good off one, and I'm like, this kitten is dying. <laughs> I'm just gonna take them with me because. The mother cat is not producing enough milk, and they're starving, and they have flea anemia. But you bailed them out. Yeah, I bailed them out, and I got them into a rescue, and it sounds like my friend is going to convince her roommate to get the cats fixed, so this won't happen again. Fingers crossed. I know. I know. I mean, we pretty much had to be like, here is a free appointment. (laughs) Do this thing. We will sneak these cats into this, this free appointment. Just do this. This is leading a horse to water and shoving it in. Yes, exactly. So I think everything's going to be okay. The two kittens that I had were 
given to a local rescue. The vet is really good. The rescue is called Northwest Animal Companions, and they are great. And I'm glad for all the things that they do. Well, since we've started off sunnier than a spring noontime, what are we talking about today? All right, we're talking about Batty, in part because... The Halloween? What? Oh, I said Halloween? Yes, yes, Halloween. It is spooky season, so I'm reading Batty. But also because one of the kittens, the healthier one, did kind of look like a baby bat. Oh. Yeah. Batty! The baby bat screamed out in fright. Turn on the dark! I'm afraid of the light! And the picture is a bat, but it's... How do I describe this bat? This bat is... It's got, like, kind of an owl-like face, but it's all face, and then the two wings on either side. It's pretty cute. Everything about this is really cute. I, I love this. I love this poem. Turn on the dark. I'm afraid of the light. I was trying to remember what Batty was from. Not the poem, but the cartoon character. Oh, yeah? And uh, for some reason, I was thinking it was Land Before Time, but no, it was Fern Gully. Oh. Voiced famously by Robin Williams. Oh. Is that a Disney What's film? What's your costume? Um, no, it's not Disney. It is... And then I think the, I think the excess was Tim Curry. Yes, Hexus was. It is produced by... Oh, it's Hexus, not Excess? Hexus. Okay. I always heard Excess. Like greed. Like capitalistic greed. Well, I mean, he was smoke, so he was a smoke monster. Yeah. Fern Gully was directed by Bill Croyer and produced by the uh, so-named Croyer Films. Uh, it was then distributed by 20th Century Fox. Since we're a, now a kitten rescue and a movie podcast. <laughs> We've always been a kitten rescue podcast. This is true. Because <laughs> I have been rescuing kittens since before we started this podcast. I've realized that there's a tradition for me of every time somebody in my life dies, I get nice kittens rather than the usual angry feral kittens that I usually get. That's a sweet thing, I think. Yeah, it's all it's all chance, but it happens regularly. This time I only had them for a couple days, but these kittens were really sweet. If you put them on the ground, they would climb up you, and the one that was really sick would do her best. She was she couldn't climb your pants or anything like the better one could, but she, if you sat down, she would come and just sort of like heft herself Nuzzle. slowly onto your leg and then curl up in this tiny little ball. She was smaller than my hand. <laughs> well, since it's batty, what are we doing for Halloween? I don't know, Russ. I'm going to go to Baby Cat and Karaoke again, but I don't have a costume. I don't know what to do. Well, I found mine. I'm Morticia and my better half is Gomez Adams. It is so wonderful that you're going to be Gomez and Morticia. I love it. I'm going to have to do uh, tour some YouTube makeup tutorials for sure, though. Uh, yeah, if you haven't done a lot of makeup, which I don't think you have. I have not. It's going to look like garbage, but good luck. <laughs> I mean, of course it's going to look like garbage. And what better time to practice than Halloween? It's true. It's true. Well, on the topic of makeup and fashion in general, I am reading... I don't know if you have this one or not. Uh, this is Rhoda's Dress. I do not. Oh, that draggity, baggity, shaggity, saggity, raggedy dress of Rhoda's. 
she was ashamed to go to school, lest somebody would notice. And so she got the Goonie Bird and set him in her hair. And now nobody notices that worn-out dress she wears. I'm sad that a girl yeah. has to go to school in clothes that everybody's making fun of her for, but I love that she has a bird in her hair now. And true to form, the illustration has this girl in this, you know, kind of sack-looking dress thing, but with something the equivalent of a rhinoceros on top of her head. This what? bird is colossal. Whoa. I thought it was just going to yeah. be something little and cute like a fascinator, but no. It looks like if Stephen Fry were a bird... Like, it's got kind of a <laughs> jaunty nose and a big old gut. I, I guess we have it? to bring up that video, the shagged by a rare parrot video. Where he is utterly fascinated by it. His photographer friend getting shagged by a rare parrot. And him going, look at that. Yeah. How remarkable. Yep. yep. <laughs> it ought to be impossible to describe a creature as looking old-fashioned, but that's exactly how Sirocco looks with his big sideburns and his Victorian gentleman's face. It's actually nice just seeing him wandering around in yeah. the forest undergrowth. You can see he's got a very good camouflage. Yes, that colours. So you know, evolution hasn't entirely rendered him useless. Hello. Are you gonna look in the lens? A typical male, Sirocco is clearly only interested in one thing. Oh, look at that. Ow. God, he's got sharp claws. He's getting a bit frisky. Ow. Ow. Do you think it is a, um, he's actually attempting a sort of mating ritual? He is. Oh, he must. You are so shocked. Shocked. Or not? Ow. Of course, Look, he's so happy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> One of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> you are being shagged by a rare parrot. He thinks you are. Ow. He's really going for it. Wow, you've chosen him. Is it actually you were in pain, aren't you? That's right. Oh, my neck is covered. Am I? He's fine, but it's really you know, sharp. Did that course. hurt? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you've got blood there and blood there and blood there. We should patch you up, to be honest, because it's not not good. But well, I want you to call uh, the chick when you have the chick. I want you to call it Stephen for me. Would you do that? <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. Egg will come out of your mouth. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've seen the television first. You've seen Mark Carwardine who has devoted his life to conserving animals, actually taking an active part in the conservation and breeding of a whole new generation, of a whole new species, uh, Homo cacopens. Uh, he's going to give birth <laughs> to a little cacopo. <laughs> We're very proud of you. Mm. Do you want to have a go? I think I'll pass, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well... I have to wear a slinky dress as Morticia, which I'm very much looking forward to because I'm going to have to, like, epilady my legs or something. And that You can always do down. tights. What was that? You can always do tights if you don't want to bother. Well, I'm definitely going to do tights. I have a big scar on that leg. 
Oh, yeah, we've been over this. Nobody's going to care about the scar, especially if you're Morticia and she has a scar. Well, I guess Morticia did keep herself looking. Oh, she's pretty pristine, I think. Gomez would have all the dueling scars. But uh, I was thinking about a occurrence that happened. I stopped in at a local pub and sat down next to an actor. And this actor's name is Chad Coleman. And he's been, he's, he's one of those guys who's been in everything, but, you know, was never like a headliner or anything. Uh, he was Cuddy in The Wire. Uh, he was Tyrese in The Walking Dead. He was on uh, Clyden on Orville. But yeah, he's just, just a face. And ended up being the nicest freaking guy I've ever talked to. Like, way more interested in, like, me and what me and my better half were doing. And the minute I plunked down, he tried to move a bag off the seat next to me. I told him not to. And then he took a look at my tracksuit and goes, Man, are you a fashion designer or something? <laughs> oh, how and lovely. I was, like, I was like, no, I am nothing, but thank you for noticing. And I got that, this off what, the internet. <laughs> and that's what kicked off the conversation. Oh, how delightful. Had... Did you know he was going to be there? No. Oh, you just saw him. No, he's filming, I think, uh, Superman and Lois, that TV series nearby. All right. At least that's the hat he was wearing. Yeah. And then I was doing some corporate training today, and (laughs) I was like, hi, my name's Russ, and I'm going to be training y'all today. And the very first question that one of my trainees asked was, do you do podcasting or something? (laughs) It's like, because your voice is like kind of awakening. (laughs) You were destined, Russ. You were destined. I was like, yeah, I guess so. That whole being able to identify things about me is very funny and Mm -hmm. makes me think I'm on the right path and should keep doing these odd things. Although you could pretty much ask anybody if they do podcasting and about, you know, got a 30% chance of being correct. What's the collective noun for uh, three or more white males? Yeah. It's a podcast. Anyway. So, that brings me to the vacation I'm about to take. Oh, do and tell. I'm going to go to Rome, Italy. When? Uh, beginning of November. November wow, 5th through the 13th. That's extremely soon. Are you going to go to the Vatican? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, would, I might go just to be like, if I had time, just to be like, what is this? What is this? Uh, I, well, I've been. Oh, I've never been. Uh, I I went to um, Rome and a lot of Italy when I was eighteen. Well, then you and probably don't need to go again. Well, my to the Vatican. Well, well, this trip is for my prettier half, and she has never been and has uh, always wanted to go. Okay. And so I've okay. just told her to pick all the activities because it's like well, I've done all that already. Okay. And so I don't really care what we do. Well, However, I do care very deeply about one thing, mm. and I'm going to Italy. So that means I have to look good. The entire time. Are you going to buy clothes there? (laughs) No, I probably won't buy any clothes there. (laughs) That'll be too expensive. I don't know. The dollar is doing well against the euro. It's a good time to buy things in Europe. If anything, it would be shoes. Yeah, we'll get some shoes. But also, you know, consider. You're never going to get an economic chance like this again, probably. We're 150 yen to the dollar, everybody. Time to buy land. Wait. Oh, wow. In Japan? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do it? Oh, no, I can't. I've read all the rules about yeah. it, and I can't do it yet because you have to reside there. Oh, so. okay. Until I could find a very remote work job. Right. So, this is my other challenge. 
I don't want to check a bag mm-hmm. for eight days in Italy. So, so I have to work out a way to look good out of a backpack. You just buy your clothes days. there. Buy all your no, clothes. No, I'm not going to be that wasteful. <laughs> Layers I just want you to get answer, some nice Italian clothing. <laughs> you just you're just desperate for me to come back with a nice trim suit, yeah. Yes. Well, I got my booster. Oh, my yeah, first I... my first ever collaboration that no one wanted the flu X bivalent COVID. How did that go? I haven't scheduled mine yet cuz I'm a little bit of a wimp, but I did have COVID in July, so I can afford to wait a little bit. Yeah, it was not as bad as I was expecting. All right. Because the last booster put me on my ass. Yeah. And this one, I had a headache, and then my arm was really sore for about 24 hours, and that's about it. Okay. Well, I'm just going to get mine at the end of the month. I wanted to wait at least three months since I had COVID uh, to try to extend my immunity through the winter by putting off getting the bivalent vaccine, but it's probably about time. And also, I do need to get that flu shot because the flu is going around. And genius that I am, they were like, do you want both of them in the same arm? And me, being a smarty, I was like, I never have a reaction to the flu vaccine. Of course I'll take both of them in the same arm. Then I remembered, Russ, what are you thinking of? You always have a reaction to the (laughs) flu vaccine. My arm was a block of stone. Oh, no. That sounds really painful. It hurt. It was like it, it was like that scene in freaking Snowpiercer where they stick the guy's arm out the window and freeze it. I guess you really have to make a choice. Like, do you want one arm that doesn't work at all, or do you want two arms that don't work so well? I rolled over in the middle of the night and screamed. Oh, no! <laughs> I had that. Okay, so this. So while I was on this bike camping trip, there was one night we were all sleeping in a dorm. Oh, well, it was a bunkhouse, and I had a nightmare that there was an earthquake and the building was coming down on top of all of us, and I let out a piercing scream and woke oh, myself no. up, and then the room was just quiet, and I whispered, sorry, and then went to sleep, thinking, like, I don't even know if I screamed aloud or not, or if I just woke myself up, because nobody reacted, and the next day I was like, why would... Why did somebody scream last night? I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I did scream, didn't I? Don't worry, it's just the night terrors. It's just the night terrors. (laughs) The sleep demons, they come for me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, guys. I hope you're not bothered by my soul-rending shrieks in the middle of the night. They said it sounded like a horror movie scream. (laughs) As the the moon demons creep through the walls. (laughs) Well, in this case, the moon demons were there. It was an earthquake. I think I must have had that feeling you have when you feel like you're falling. And mm. that must have, at the time, seemed like the earth was moving. Well, I have an uplifting thought for this week. I'm about to go watch the new Hellraiser. Is that for Hey James? Hell yes. Alrighty. This is the one that generated that much controversy, or at least, you know, or I don't know, the gqp tried to because uh this new pinhead is trans okay (laughs) and that's it never minding the fact that it's a sex demon from actual hell you 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 wouldn't want your sex demon from actual hell (laughs) 
<laughs> to be trans now, would you? Yeah, it, <laughs> it seems weird to include that. Like, yeah, I don't know. You don't oh, even do you need know to, what? You don't even need to slap a gender on your sex demon from hell.